We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, I'm Vicki. Hey, it's Bree. And I'm Lynn. And, and we, we are Telling, telling on, on Ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Yay. Yay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 17. 17 in the book. Sweet 17. We want everyone to know, though, that there's about 100 lost episodes. I'm going to call them the lost episodes. They are the lost episodes. They are the lost episodes. Because we were recording for like a year and a half before we released any episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was was some interesting meat. Oh, there was some fun. Yeah. So um, so this week's topic is called Filling the Void. And the reason why we have this topic is because of those lost episodes. Lost episodes. Yeah. So I have a tendency to um, just post what um, our. Our guy that does our editing gives us, and um, I don't listen to the whole thing. So this time I listened to the whole entire thing. I listened to snippets, like I mm-hmm. did that, 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 that. Um, but what happened was um, another following episode came, and it was one of the last episodes, and it was called Tribe Out. So I think that's where we made up the phrase, Tribe Out. Yeah. And um, the episode was filling the void and we were really rolling. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a good episode. So I was like bringing it back. I, I texted the girls and I told them, Hey ladies, how about filling the void? And this is what I'm grateful for. And cricket. None of us <laughs> responded. We totally didn't respond. And it's gotten to the point where I'm totally okay with that yeah. because you know why? I know you guys saw it. I'm sure if you didn't respond, that means you liked the topic. That's yeah. usually how I take it, that you're mm-hmm. like, cool, sounds good. Not taking it personally. No, not taking it personally. But I will tell you, my first thought wrong is all about taking yeah. it personally. Please tell us. Okay. So this week sucked. Um, I'm in a group and we are learning lots of really cool stuff. And in the group, somebody said something about being a wee bit offended, how something went down in the group and, um, nobody chimed or a bunch of people chimed in. And I was one of the, like, I think eight or nine people that chimed in and my words were, you know, um, all in all, what I said was, you know, I, I used my business, um, business experience. I said what I thought the problem was. Um, I said what I liked about this course. Then I said what I didn't like about the course and I gave a solution, what I thought would be a good, fair solution. And then, you know, I said a couple more things about what I didn't like. So all in all, it was, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, but I do think there were some points of it that I hit below the belt. Mm-hmm. And that is the dishwasher. It sings to us, and mm-hmm. it's just some background music. So I like um, it. It'll stop soon, I'm sure. I hope. Um, anyhow, so what? What was interesting, though, um, I couldn't stop thinking about it because after I did that, there was a response from the person, and um, the response was not at all good mm-hmm. and it was some real hurt feelings and my codependent was like oh you know what is the name of your tally that's right tally. tally hi tally she's, she's cute <laughs> um i think that we're gonna have to 
paws. Tally in your head. Tally in your head. Oh, Tally. She's such a little stinker. Okay, so... So basically, there were like lots of back and forth of um, how this hurt this person, and oh my god, it was so drama. And, and I, all I could feel was like, oh my god, I hurt this person's feelings, and this is terrible, and I'm so wrong, and I take it to extremes, and and you know, I, so I talk about being a toddler, and so one of the things that I've been working on is having a voice and speaking my opinion, and realizing that it needs to be heard, and um, so what I. Tell to do is hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, and then barf it out. And um, and usually it's not very graceful. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. And um, it wasn't. It was kind of kind of saucy, you know, kind of salty, kind of not so nice. And the bottom line is, I sent an. I had to make an amends because I caused a harm. So in this program. You make amends when you caused a harm, and I definitely caused a harm, and I made an amends, and I didn't hear anything back for my amends, and and I still haven't. Crickets. And um, I get. I wonder if there's something to that because that happens to me a lot. Huh. Really? <laughs> I should yeah. probably look into that. But huh. but I think it's just God giving me opportunities to be an acceptance of me doing what I'm supposed to do and not worrying about what the other person does. And and I'm taking a life coaching course and it's based on Toltec wisdom, which is the four agreements. And what I'm learning um, so that I can be a life coach is, and I've known this for a long time because I love the four agreements, but don't take anything personally. Mm -hmm. And it's not about me. And basically what happened was something in me was triggered. I spoke my truth and that triggered somebody else. And then that triggered me. It's like dominoes to be like backpedaling and I didn't want to. So what the win is, what the victory here is, I didn't take back what I said. But what I did do is I apologized for causing a harm and, and doing it in a way that I wouldn't, I would rather have not liked to do it in that way, in that format, on that platform. So moral of the story is it's still there. It doesn't feel as bad. So what? Mm-hmm. It's been five days. It's gotten a little bit easier and I'm moving on and I didn't quit the class and I didn't yeah. have a temper tantrum and do the, the other things that I would do before. So right. growth, yeah, progress, learned, not perfection. Yeah, you learned some really important things about yourself and about that, how to handle that situation. So, success. Yeah. yeah. It was a painful success. It was an AFCO. Yeah. What was the first thought wrong, though? First thought wrong was just codependent. Was I shouldn't have put you, it up there, and I was you wrong. You regretted your comment. Uh-huh. And then second thought right was. Well, then second thought wrong was I made an amends, and how dare you not get back to me. Self-righteous indignation okay. proves my point. And then, but then the right part was when I finally was in acceptance. That it's not about that. It's about me cleaning my side of the street and leaving the results to good old HP universe, whoever it is, to take care of. Right. Yes. Yeah. And when you know you're doing something, speaking your truth with good intentions and love in your heart. Yeah. And and someone reminded me, a dear friend, that um, I'm not too much and I'm not too little. And I struggle with that. And that's humility. Humility has been a big piece of this week for me in my readings and in my um, meetings and and I'm not too much and I'm not too little. I'm just mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And my voice needs to be heard. And what happens is as I quash that voice or I shout that voice. So I have to find a way yeah. of speaking. I struggle with that. 
and I, I tend to shout. <laughs> that's how it comes across. Now, in my head, I don't think that I'm projecting that way, but that's how people perceive it. And that's a that's such a tough balance mm-hmm. to be well, just right. Well, and that's a codependency thing, too. Mm-hmm. You know, not speaking in the moment that you want to say it. Yeah. And then later lash out. Yep. Or just disappear from the situation yeah. be altogether. Be passive Yeah, just be passive or passive aggressive mm-hmm. or too aggressive. It's like, where is the middle <laughs> ground? Where is middle ground? Where? Oh, that was good. Thank you. Thanks for welcome. sharing. That was. That it was. was a, it was a rough one, but mm-hmm. it was a learning experience. I hope it helps others. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, our second segment of the episode today is going to be the assignment that we gave ourselves and hopefully you as well last week. Last week, we kind of, for lack of better words, we were calling it kind of our vision board, but Brie gave us a much better title for this project that we're undertaking. Brie? It's the Soul Sparkle Board. (laughs) Yeah. Soul Sparkle, Soul Sparkle. Gotta get that Soul Sparkle. That was an old episode title. Yeah. That's right, it we was. We were the Soul Sparkle Sisters. Soul Sparkle. Yeah. Making our Soul Sparkle yeah. boards. Yes. So today we were going to tell, um, we were assigned to come up with one theme. We're going to have a total of three themes. Free themes. Free themes. I got your first frame today. <laughs> So we're going to share ours, yep. and then we're hoping you guys share yours, and um, and then we'll kind of maybe... Move forward. Yeah. So what's your I'm being judgy about mine right now. I put travel. I put travel on my Soul Sparkle board. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to know more? Or yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So I put travel on there, and I put in relation to travel, I would like to travel and go on retreats. I would like to travel and do some travel writing like to meditate in exotic places around the world, like up on top. Like I'm so one of those people that looks at Instagram and sees other people meditating on mountains. And I'm like, yeah, I want to meditate on a mountain too. And then um, photography, dude, I have been with this new apartment. I've been watching these sunsets and it's, it literally is a soul high for me. I want to live in a sunset. Next time someone asks me where I want to live or where I want to go in life, the sunset, it is the most gorgeous thing. It it captivates me every time. And so I think it would be so cool to travel and take pictures of awesome sunsets. I love it. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Chicago, Illinois suburbs specifically, right where you live, is one of the most beautiful sunsets I've ever seen. Now, too bad that your view is a bunch of suburbs and um, highways and Literally all that a corporate fun park. Stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, hands down, some mm-hmm. of the most beautiful sunsets. When I used to drive home from the city, mm-hmm. right at that time, I would be, you know, working at a client and coming back, and I would be like, this is amazing. Like, traffic did not bother me at all because it is really the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen other than if, it, if there was an ocean underneath yeah. it, it would be more. The beautiful. ocean would be, I think, the only improvement or a lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do remember the sunset over idea. the Mediterranean Sea when yeah. I was in Rome and I do remember that, but it's almost like because we are in the Midwest and we have clouds, it almost makes it more beautiful because oh, yeah. the sunset <clears throat> is still great, but not as great when there's not clouds because it doesn't reflect mm-hmm. off of the, the rain. Yeah, I don't there's know. so much more but visual just, interest. Oh, there's just so much of sunset, and I want to live in a sunset. It has been my happy place. I love so that. take a picture of your sunset, and let's post it. Yes. I Okay. Yes. Perfect. Well, Brie, I um, 
so when I started thinking about this, I've had a very reflective week between the topic of the podcast, thinking about the, our assignment and kind of coming down from a vacation week and reflecting on, um, how that affected me and change, you know, kind of is propelling me forwards. It's been a very reflective week for me. And I was really struggling with thinking of goals for my life. Cause essentially that's what it is. It's like, what is my next step? What do I want to become? And it was, a, I was really stumbling, but I do know one thing ironically is, is travel. And for me specifically, it's international travel. I haven't done that a lot and I want to immerse myself in different cultures and their food. And I have not made that a priority in a long time. It's ironic that when I was younger, like in my twenties and had no money, I traveled a lot. And then suddenly when I got to be a responsible adult with bills and houses and all this other stuff, suddenly there was no budget for travel. And I took it out and I need it back in my life because there's just so much that you learn about yourself and the worldview. And I had a great conversation with my sister the other day. Um, she went to Italy this summer and it was her first time going to Europe. And she said that she, since she's been back, it's like the, everything she looks at seems all the small everyday dramas are so trivial now. It really just opens up your worldview of everything um, when you're able to have those little peeps into different cultures and, and their perspectives. So that really is one of my things. And what's cool about this topic and wrapping it into telling on ourselves mm-hmm. and our recovery is that how cool will it be to travel sober? Right. To travel and not miss shit mm-hmm. and not be hungover mm-hmm. because I was always hungover or I started mm-hmm. drinking at eight or nine or yep. ten. You know, I mean, drinking any time on vacation is oh, okay. Vacation, you got to drink. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So it'll be, I mean, um, travel isn't on my vision board right now, like isn't one of my themes right now, but it is um, an integral part of, I have I have three vision boards in my bathroom and it's on two of them. Yeah. So, um, so I had something different mm-hmm. and what mine was, was really a more of a, a personal, uh, like a develop self-development thing. And, um, it's really around creating confidence, um, like sustained confidence in, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was mine. That's where I, I started and that's my first goal. I love it. So next week we'll do our theme number two Mm -hmm. and then we'll have one more week of assignments and then we'll start working on it. So I think what we would love for people to do is to chime in and tell us your themes for your, what makes your soul sparkle? What do you want to make your soul sparkle? Even more importantly, what, instead of what does now, what do you want to work towards making a sparkly soul? And, um, you can share it on Facebook or Instagram and we might even do some videos. I'm thinking we probably will and release those in a little bit when we get a little bit further down the road, because we're kind of making this up as we go. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. So, and I think what we should do, I mean, um, are we going to do it on a board format? Are we going to do it on an online format? Like how do we want to create this? Are we, uh, what are your thoughts or yours? Uh, I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. I'm always a, I'm a pen to paper kind of person. I, I like to like cut and glue or print. And, and I kind of wanted to have a party with you all and, and really be like tac- tactile about it. Good. Perfect. That's the right word, right? Yeah. yeah. Tactile. Mm-hmm. Specific. Yeah. 
Because I have a vision board with all this travel stuff on it, but I think I need to be more specific. specific. I need to be sending out more specifics into the universe. Same here. For my manifesting. That's what I'm I love little, it. I'm a little vague right now. Right. It's like, oh, there's a picture of a beach. And it's the, like, no, I want the beach I want to be on. And what I'm going to have <laughs> on mine, I've already decided, is budget goals. So that I'm not just saying, mm-hmm. I want to do this next year. Here's my budget to make it happen. Yeah. So. And Lynn, I will travel with you because okay. I don't have like an international or a lo- like even a mm-hmm. local travel person right now. Sweet. Okay. We should road trip locally. Yeah. I know. Uh, we need to. I'm in. It's, yeah. My roommate did a road trip local. So cheap. Um, how about we drive up to the Northwoods of Wisconsin tonight to see the Northern Lights? Tonight? Mm-hmm. Just, just a thought. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it right here on the table. I'll be, I'll be done with the wedding at 930. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I okay. like the spontaneity. I, I don't I know. know. It's got I me know. feeling a certain kind of way. You got okay. a tingly, t- tingly <laughs> feeling on tingly. Toes. You know, don't ask if you're just going to say no when it's presented, you know. Oh, I'm in. There I'm 100% know. in. Um, so we're going to go and move on to our topic, which is filling the void. Filling the void. So oh. I am, actually have a definition. Oh, wow. I know. Well, I was going to look up definition of void just so we had something to work from. And I'm like, you know, just for shits and giggles, I'll see what they say with filling the void. And lo and behold, Quora um, answered my, she was my genie today. I and like Quora. I, wish. I like Quora too. So the phrase to fill the void is very complex expression. It is a phrase used when trying to encourage someone to overcome some unwarranted situations around them. To fill the void is to use a higher degree of grit and perseverance to overcome anything that has caused us pain, anguish, and disappointment. To let it go, to make a new decision on how to move on with our lives, so to fill the void is to overcome some aspect of our vulnerabilities. Isn't that good? Yeah, and and, and what I love about it is... Um, you know, a lot of the, this podcast is very recovery based, but mm-hmm. that really does have, have has nothing to do with recovery on yeah. many aspects. Yeah. I mean, um, I my um, the homework I did is really a lot around how I stay sober and how it has um, created lasting change in my life. But mm-hmm. I love that because anyone can use it. Yep. Um, so when I was thinking about the topic, uh, kind of going through how I have been filling the void, um, and the way I see it, I had I heard someone say this in a meeting one time, is like you have this hole in your soul, and you keep trying to fill it with alcohol or whatever drug of choice you have, because there's an emptiness that you don't know what to do with, and you keep filling it and filling it and filling it, and it's still, it's like there's a plug in the bottom, and it just pours straight yeah. out, so you still have that hole, and that's such a great visual for me. So once I was able to plug the hole and when I stopped drinking, I was able to plug the bottom. So then I had to figure out uh, what I was going to put in there. And with the program, I'm still very, you know, I'm still fairly new and really new in sobriety. I'm barely a toddler. I'm like on those real shaky steps and I fall on my butt a lot. And for the first year and a half of the program, um, I was really just trying to create new habits. So filling my void was really relearning um, everything that I had spent 30 years teaching myself. And I will tell you what I was thinking of when you were like talking about like coming through, I was like the piggy bank. I was thinking of, cause I've been watching toys. I'm babysitting now. So yeah. I'm watching the toy story and I see the piggy bank. He's flying. They're doing a thing. And like his thing was open and all my money went through. Yeah. Yeah. I think of, uh, like a void, like a universe, like a black hole type of void. 
And because I always like the saying, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm -hmm. So when I think of filling the void, it's like trying to fill part of my, my spiritual side with like physical things in one regard. But then also I think of filling the void is when you take the alcohol away and you take the drugs away, what activities, what other habits I can substitute. Yeah. In, in right. the void now as well. So there's two. There's like the spiritual void, which is like the abyss of the universe and not being connected to something greater than me. And it's also the actual, okay, now the, now, now the alcohol and the drugs are gone. What do now I do? What? N- yeah. Now what? Now just day to day, what do I yeah. fill my life with to not be so obsessed or consumed with it? Right. The habits. So I agree. Yeah. I found um, after you know, about a year and a half that I was able to start doing other things. That's when I started exercising. That's when I started that class that really changed my physical well-being and like the, my sense of my um, self-esteem and, you know, those kind of things. I, I was ready to start those, but I couldn't have done that and been successful at the beginning. You know, so it, it really is having baby steps. This Soul Sparkle Board, what we're doing right now, that's a huge, I'm so excited about this because it's perfect timing for me at where I am in the program. I'm really ready to start working on, the, like Vicki said, the self-improvement growth spiritually and, and making my life bigger and better. Yeah, filling it with experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growth, growth experiences. Growth experiences. Yeah. yeah. So how do you fill your void, Vicki? Well, I mean, I kind of broke it down in my mind um, at the beginning and then at the um, how that evolved and then what it's like now. So um, at the beginning, how I filled the void a lot was with meetings, was with people in the program, was just um, reading and doing a lot of work, um, which was a lot of step work, first of all. Mm -hmm. Second of all, I did a lot of conversations with people that were successful at being sober because I was not I didn't feel and 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 third was the fellowship of this program I mean really just being in AA Mm -hmm. being in AA and and that really helped me because all I wanted to do was drink and drug even after I got sober yeah for quite some time that wasn't taken away from me right off the bat yeah. It takes a while for that obsession to go away. And again, I, it's funny. Um, I belong to this group that Vicki does on Facebook called Soberinos, and there's lots of newcomers. And one of the things that I see all, over and over again is the boredom factor. What do I do about boredom? And I remember that. Mm-hmm. And I remember even when I was still actively drinking, but I was trying to be good for a day, I would be crawling out of my skin, not just because I wanted to drink, because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Now you're bored. bored. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. And now having like this whole wide open world where I only am telling myself I can't do one thing. I can't drink. I can do anything else. That's just amazing. Well, that's a great way to look at it. Mm -hmm. I like that. I can do anything. The one thing I can't do is drink. Yeah. But I can do anything else. Anything else. Well, and then the freedom. I mean, what do you, yeah, when you have all of that time, the Mm -hmm. freedom to choose to do something else, that's daunting. So, yeah, I went to a lot of meetings. I did... A lot of, um, well, see, mine, I, I was in so much pain when I came in, and I had all these other, you know, I had so much, what do you call those? I had bumpers in place, right? Like when you're bowling yeah. and you have bumpers to make sure you don't go into the gutter. Like I had a drug test. I was living with my parents. Like I had so many bumpers that it's like I could, I could fill my void with TV. I was filling my void with meetings. I was filling mm-hmm. my void with hanging out with my parents, 
going on walks, with <laughs> taking the dogs for walks. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were things that I did to kind of keep. And now I fill the void with, you know, friends. Like I have all these great friends in program and podcasting and hanging out with my boyfriend and sponsees, sponsees, you know? So yeah, it does change over time. And I still like to fill the void with TV too. Yeah. yeah. There's still more TV to be watched. There's always (laughs) more TV. Netflix will always be there for us. But events too. So I was just thinking about like Soberfest coming up, which I think guys, sad news. I don't think I'm going to make it to Soberfest. It's the same weekend of, um, Dave's friend's trip to the Keys, which Dave really wanted to go to. And we didn't, he didn't realize that it was going to be the same weekend. And then when we finally put two and two together, he would, he, you know, yeah. so, um, so but like Keys the, are sober fast. Yeah. Right. Like the Florida Keys are sober fast. Lake Geneva know. in the winter. And, and he, <laughs> he was totally on board. I just want to give him his props. He was like, we can totally go to sober fast if you want to, you know, if you need and want to go to sober fast, we can go to sober fast. But I know he's really excited about the Keys. So yeah. we compromised because um, we did go to sober fest last year. But anyways, those events, like sober events, and I know people when they first come in, they're so hesitant to just kind of like jump into like sober events and sober people and put themselves out there. But you have to, especially if you have to give up the people, places, and things from using. And I had to give up all of those friends that we were talking about raves uh, before the podcast started. <laughs> like, what was I going to fill my void with at 2 a.m. when I want to be out raving? You know, mm-hmm. you got to have friends, new sober friends, safe friends. And guess what? Just because we take away the drink, we do not take away the fun because we're still wild and crazy gals. And we are still like, I mean, any alcoholic that I meet that's in recovery is really quite funny, quite silly, quite awesome. Yeah. You know? And the more sarcastic, the better. I was going to say yeah. that. So thanks for reading my mind. I used to think that I needed alcohol to lower my inhibitions, but what really was happening towards the end, maybe not in the beginning, but towards the end, definitely, that's when I became like so self-conscious because I was so worried that someone was going to know how much I was drinking. So it actually made me more inhibited. And having freedom now, I was talking about this morning in the meeting, I have the freedom now to not worry about what I told somebody because I only tell the truth now. I mean, 98. Right. I'm going to say 98% of the time. Because, you know, I'm not perfect. But um, not having to worry about what I tell people and not having to worry about what people think of me because I drank too much. That was yeah. so freeing. We're so. not remembering what I did and wondering, ah, uh, snap. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now we can make sober mistakes and just think, oh, snap, what are they thinking of me? <laughs> well, and now we don't have the excuse. Right. right. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry about that. I was drunk. But I was also thinking, okay, filling the void, like not loving yourself too. And now just filling that void with like love, which grows over time. But you have Mm -hmm. to have people there to remind you that you're not too much. You're not too little. Like you are exactly who you're supposed to be without drugs, without alcohol. Who you are Mm -hmm. is great. You don't need to lower any inhibitions. You're fine. Right. You are who you are. And so, I mean, I took a two-year period where I was like not dating. I was living with my parents celibate as shit and I needed that to learn how to like love myself and Mm -hmm. to be like I'm I'm a cool chick like I'm funny laughter I have laughter on here for filling the void well and you can create that new person that you are in those new routines and 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 I used to I remember I did a lot of beading and I did a lot of painting and I did a lot of creativity oh beading not beating oh I (laughs) 
Because sometimes, Vicky, you used to talk about how you were punching yourself. <laughs> I thought you, I used to do a lot of beating. I thought you meant like hitting. Beating. No, I would punching. Make, I would make jewelry. D as in David, beating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was so... Um, so fun and so so like childlike and 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 that that is certainly so what I do now is really 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 I am I am discovering my inner child and and having fun yeah. and um and that is refreshing and that is freeing and that is it's so I'm just having so much fun in discovering who I am after like so I I think you go through all these different phases, plateaus, mm-hmm. peaks and valleys throughout sobriety and, and all the changes and all the AFCOs and other frigging growth opportunities um, have been really helping me get back to joy and man and just learning how to have fun in spite of it all. Right. Joy. I love that word. I love that you just used that because when your void is full, you do get to have so much joy. You do. And sunsets, you know, and I was thinking about filling that hole that's inside me. I get to choose, you know, I have the right and the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I have the privilege, thank you, privilege of choosing what I want to make me joyful. Yeah. And to say no to the things that you don't really want to do. And how dare you not do that? Like how dare us suffer from that? I mean, I used to agree to do stuff with people and spend money I didn't want to spend and go to this fast, just, just to be included, just to Mm -hmm. be, feel needed and okay. And like people liked me and I had to go. And even though I didn't want to do those things, right? Like people would invite me places and I'd be like, that sounds awful. Yeah. I'd I'd love to go. (laughs) And now I have, you know, because I love myself and I, you guys just taught me how to say yes to the things I love, say no to the things I don't love. And you guys are okay with that. Yeah. I mean, that's what's so cool. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago or a couple Mm -hmm. episodes ago about your sister saying, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't get mad at each other if we can't show up or if we need to leave or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, And that is so freeing about people in the program. And if you don't have people in your life that are like that, Set that as a boundary, and mm-hmm. the right people that are supposed to be in your life will be like that. Yeah. Um, it's There's so many memes about um, not everybody will get you. Hint, those aren't your people. Mm-hmm. And it, truly, if and if it, there's people that are making you feel bad about decisions that you're making, those probably aren't your people. And, you know, when, when that is happening and you're trying to please others, that's when that void keeps getting bigger and bigger. And the way I have found to fill my void is to be truthful and honest with myself and to respect myself. Ooh, that's such an important one. Mm-hmm. That's such an important one, and it's so easy because – when I was drinking, I had zero respect for myself, you know, like my body physically, emotionally, whatever. I was, I was just a a bad kid. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for me, uh, the last thing that I want to say about filling the void is that it's the beauty of it is it's an ongoing process because it's kind of like that bottomless pit. There's always room for some more goodness in your life. There's always going to be room for me to grow and to learn and to love. Yeah, new discoveries mm-hmm. and trying new things like going to Wisconsin to see the Northern Lights. Yeah. I might have to stay up late. I know. It's weird for me. I mean, my real hesitation was sleep. Uh-huh. 
Well, you can sleep in the car. Yeah. Okay, cool. There's three of us, so we'll rotate yep. driving. Yep. But and I have to say really quick about mm-hmm. filling the void, too, because the spiritual part was such a huge part for me in the beginning. Because I really, every time I would get down on my knees to pray, I'd get goosebumps. And I'd see all these God winks. So I knew I was on the right path, and that would help me fill the void is like right. those coincidences that just could not possibly be a coincidence. You know, hearing the same message at meetings over and over and over again really filled me up in the beginning because it it reassured me that I was right where I needed to be. Uh-huh. And then I also, I did church a lot in the beginning, and now church doesn't fill my void anymore. You know, like it's okay. My spirituality has changed so much since I started this program. And now sunsets are like church to me. When I get home at 7.30 p.m., I'm like almost sad for winter to come because I'm like, I don't know what winter, the sunsets. There's, no, there's, there's still, still good sunsets yeah, in the winter. Yeah, it's okay. just earlier. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, the, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to be at 5.30. Oh, gosh. I better get off. You know, I get off work at 4.35 sometimes. So, but, you know, that just... That connectedness to nature, I guess, for yeah, me, really yeah. fills the void now. And and so I wanted to bring up, um, we, we did a shout out before our episode, and Michelle Slugger, um, Slugger girl. was telling us what her, what she uses mm-hmm. to fill her void, and one of them is service. And, and service mm-hmm. in the program of that, this 12-step program that we're in is so wonderful. You have so many service opportunities. You can really... Just put yourself out there and in a way that um, people don't make it hard. And people, you know how like a lot of times when you did s- stuff for other people and if you didn't do it their way, you would always feel like, oh God, and someone was yapping at you. Mm-hmm. I will say that I have not run into that very much in this program. People are very open mm-hmm. to new ideas and new things. And I think it's because we're all a bunch of control freaks, egomaniacs in a good yeah. way that we understand it's that person's turn. They're stepping up. They get to pick. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I look at it. I like that. And then creativity was her other one, and we kind of yes. touched on that. And yeah. she is making some great products that are amazing, like in terms her of... Her stuff is... Well, my sister put in an order for 10 of her bookmarkers for Christmas presents. Awesome. I know. Isn't that cool? Awesome. She's, she's just... Oh, this stuff is so clever, and she, and she downplays it. But, I mean, she has really come into her groove, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Big yeah. time. When I think of Michelle, I think service and creativity. Yeah. She, like, knits. She's making body scrubs. <laughs> and she's so hilarious. Like, yeah. she's yeah. so funny, too, that yeah. it's just – did you ever see when they post about, like, when they go on date night? And they wear all the silly hats. They the go stores. to Walmart or they go to some <laughs> store and they, they get dressed up and they, like, take pictures of They're each other. literally goofballs. They're yeah. the cutest couple ever. It's cute. It's so cute. And, and – you know, I am. I encourage you, whether you're in the program or whether you're out of the program, to do some service work. Like one of when I had a really bad breakup, I had a really bad breakup a couple of years ago, and I remember I was just devastated. Mm-hmm. And I called a friend, and she happened to be in the program, and she said to me, "She's like, Vicky, go to feed my starving children and get your head out of your ass and help some other people." And it was so healing, like instantly healing. I love that she had the moxie to say that to you. It's hard to tell people that. It is hard. You did this week. You helped me. You said, get to work, woman. (laughs) I was like, thank you. This is why we have each other. That's awesome. So I have have a couple of golden nuggets. Are we ready for golden nuggets? Yeah. 
Awesome. Um, by the way, I think this this topic is so important. It really did. It really did get me thinking, and in a good way, like really getting those uh, reusing those muscles of thinking forward. Um, the first was when Bree said at the beginning that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And I've heard that before, but I love it. I don't think I ever hear it enough. And filling the void with spiritual experiences. So dovetailing on that is finding a new spiritual place like a sunset. And I remembered when I did one of my most favorite hikes in Alaska, I was walking on the trail and I was looking up and the sun was coming through. And I'm like, nothing in this world fills me like that does. It, it really, it's beyond just like, this is my happy place. Nothing fills me like that does. It's like being in, at one with nature and you see God and you see your place in it. And it's right. magical. You see how you're just like one little yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, that's why I love the ocean so much. The yeah. same thing. It's, yeah. You just feel so tiny in a good way. In a good way. And the gratitude for that. Yeah. It's like, I, I was just so grateful to be a part of that whole machine that was that was spinning. It's magnificent. I feel like I, yeah. I think of that word magnificent, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's what mountains do to me. Mm-hmm. Majestic, yeah. magnificent, yeah. marvelous, marvelous. <laughs> yeah, I see mountains in pictures, and then I, I'm like sad I'm not really there because that feeling of standing next to a mountain mm-hmm. is not the same as looking at a picture <laughs> of one. It's always disappointing when you bring back pictures from vacation because it know. doesn't do it justice. It's like it's so much more. Right. You wish you could just carry all your friends in your pocket to show them the magical moments. I'm going to. Well, maybe what we could do as part of this road trip journey mm-hmm. is if we do a road trip, maybe we could do a photo journal or something like a podcast piece on the road yeah i like it i like it too okay i like this new adventure segment we've got working my you're manifesting already what's on your sparkle board you are manifesting it this is magnificent (laughs) well and magical literally my golden nugget just how our topic really did tie in with like okay what is the next piece of like what next piece does our soul need to find fulfillment here right like now we've taken away drugs and alcohol we have all this freedom to choose we can do anything we want in this world except drink yep so now what do we do yeah and then just I don't know. And instead of being Filling scared, because that would have scared the hell out of me a couple of years ago. Now it's exciting. Yeah. Good fear. Antici- good fear. Anticipation mm-hmm. is good fear, right? Right. I think that's what it is. Hmm, I like it. Mm. I never knew that. Mm. That uh, I learned. Well, it's like fear excitement. That's yeah. what anticipation yeah. is. Fear Ooh. excitement. Mm-hmm. Well, my golden nugget of the episode was... I liked the soul sparkle. I liked our title of yeah. our vision board, the soul, soul sparkle board. And mm-hmm. I just like the um, the help that you guys are giving me be um, stretch myself and stretch my open my awareness to something different than the rigidity of, of because you become very disciplined in this program because it works. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm going to stay doing mm-hmm. my things and on my routine stay the and, course and I like opening that piece up a little bit yeah I mean and look at the three of us we are all very creative in very different ways the three of us and I think that's one reason this collaboration has worked so well but we're all kind of pushing at those vines right now it's like we need we need to stretch out and, and see something new and feel something new and we can still do that within the confines of the program but We've got but all also expand of that yeah. into yeah. so much more and help people that are not in the program because mm-hmm. they don't get this kind of thing. You know, when I was at my meeting this morning, um, someone reminded me that um, I may not know immediately like how to get out of a situation, but 
I want to know, right? And and to be reminded of that, like, oh, yeah, I, I still want to be on this journey of improving myself. Yeah. And I just, like, flapped like a bird. <laughs> that was really weird. She is flapping her wings, by the way. <laughs> she has a shirt today with wings, and they are flapping. <laughs> and I Googled white flowy shirt because I want one like that, and I was like, mm. i got to find one. I love it. Thank you. I remember having one like that in seventh grade. Um, that was back in the late 70s. And I think we called the – I can't remember what we called them, but they had these great sleeves that completely flowed, and it was almost so much like that. And I just had a little flashback. Flowy shirt, flowy shirt. Flowy shirt, 70s. Flowy shirt and soul sparkle. Yep, I I am super grateful for this podcast and all you people. And I just want to um, do two shout-outs, two more shout-outs. One is to my friend Magda, and I believe she is in Texas. And she said she's been listening to us, and she feels like our friend, and you are our friend. And then Mr. Andy Hay. Thank you for all that you do, and you know what you do, and just a big shout-out to you. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. That was a terrible Liverpoolian accent. Mine? Yes. Oh, I thought yours was awful. <laughs> I thought mine was very good. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt it. Nope. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? <laughs> Thanks again. I'll for do Indian. In. I'll do Indian. That's what I, every <laughs> time I try to do an accent, I end up doing Indian. But I will say, my friend, I was on the phone with my friend the other day, and her kid was playing Minecraft, uh-huh. and he's like, "I can't export this. I can't export it." <laughs> Is that in his real accent? No. Well, oh, he's oh, English. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> they live in England. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's funny. <laughs> well, anyways, Soul Sparkle Tribe out. Tribe out. Tribe out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.